If chocolate is your weakness, the real chocolate decadence of Flava Naturals Performance Chocolate can be your strength. I've been searching high and low for cocoa products that deliver meaningful amounts of healthful flavanols with great flavor and minimal sugar. So I'm thrilled to have found Flava Naturals. Extensive research demonstrates the remarkable benefits of daily cocoa flavanols on brain and heart function, including a recent Harvard study showing a 27% reduction in cardiovascular death. But you need to eat five or more ordinary dark chocolate bars every day to match the flavanols consumed in most of these studies. Flava Naturals Performance Dark Chocolate Cocoa Powder and beverages deliver five to nine times the flavanols of typical dark chocolate. Their secret is sourcing premium, high flavanol cocoa beans and processing them naturally. The result is decadent dark chocolate with the flavanol levels needed to fuel brain and cardio performance. I use it every day. For more information and to order, just go to flavanaturals.com. That's flavanaturals.com. Welcome to today's Intelligent Medicine Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Ronald Hoffman. Uh, today, we're going to talk about uh, recovery from uh, serious, debilitating, complex medical conditions like chemical exposure, uh, mold toxicity. But most importantly, we're going to talk about long COVID. Long COVID is a real clinical enigma, and I wrote about it. In this week's uh, newsletter article, if you uh, have subscribed to the Intelligent Medicine newsletter, which I hope you do, go to drhoffman.com and just subscribe. Uh, the subject of this week's newsletter article by yours truly is on long COVID. And uh, we talked about uh, the origins of long COVID, the theories behind it, how diverse the symptoms might be, how there is maybe no single long COVID, but long COVIDs, you know, variety of manifestations. Uh, and we talked about possible solutions. Uh, there is no panacea for long COVID, but there are plausible approaches that are being pioneered. Uh, and today we're going to talk to uh, a researcher uh, who has been a frequent contributor here on Intelligent Medicine. Uh, he's Dr. Garth Nicholson. He's founder, president, chief scientific officer, and emeritus research professor of molecular pathology at the Institute for Molecular Medicine in Huntington Beach, California. He's also a research advisor for nutritional therapeutics, makers of something called NT Factor, which we talk a lot about here on Intelligent Medicine. And, you know, to situate this uh, uh, conversation, uh Dr. Nicholson uh, is uh, a distinguished researcher. Uh, he uh, was instrumental uh, decades ago in pioneering uh, a revolutionary theory about cell membranes. Previously, it was thought that cell membranes were like plant cell walls. They were relatively static, uh, that uh, they contained the cytoplasm and the nucleus and various organelles in kind of a baggie. And, uh, but uh, his research and his theory uh, has propelled us into a better understanding of the cell membrane. And we'll talk a little bit about that and how that's uh, intrinsic to the action of membrane lipid replacement, uh, which can be achieved with products like NT-factor lipids. Uh, 
So, Dr. Nicholson, it's a pleasure having you on Intelligent Medicine. Thanks very much for joining us. And I'm very excited. Uh, I was very excited to read uh, your latest paper uh, on long COVID, uh, which uh, featured the use of membrane lipid replacement. Great to be back on your program, uh, as usual. And this is actually the 50th year uh, of the fluid mosaic model, which is now the textbook model for biological membranes, cellular membranes in particular. And so I'm quite quite proud of that. Well, so that's that's exciting because you know by the time I got uh, to study uh, college uh, biology pre med uh, and in medical school, that was a relatively new theory. Uh, I'm a little younger than you, but you're not much older than I am. So as a as a young researcher, I mean, you know, I guess. Uh, that's where a lot of Nobel Prize winning researchers, uh, you know, are at their best is when they're very young uh, and they have, uh, uh, you know, full uh, mental creativity so they can come up with these amazing uh, breakthroughs. So thanks to you, uh, we now have a better understanding of how the cell membrane works. Talk to us a little bit about uh, how that theory uh, applies to lipid replacement therapy. Well, uh, the lipids in uh, membranes uh, form the matrix of the membrane in which uh, proteins and glycoproteins are intercalated into that. And so what we did was uh, we were looking at the mobility of components in the membrane. So we, uh, the membrane had to be of fluid nature to allow the rapid movements uh, in the plane of the membrane. And so that's one of the things I, I studied as a graduate student, the movements of uh, molecules uh, in membrane. And so that led to the concept of the fluid mosaic membrane, and that's been with us now for 50 years. And if you open a textbook, medical school, biology, undergraduate, whatever, even a high school textbook, you'll see under membranes the fluid mosaic membrane. The model is now present in virtually all the textbooks. So uh, it's something that um, I'm really glad that I was a part of that. And, you know, the old axiom is you are what you eat. Uh, but when it applies to membranes, you know, if you put junk in your body, uh, junk will be in your membranes. And, and what does that do to membrane function? And what does that do to the body in terms of, uh, you know, physical, mental conditions, uh, organ efficiency and longevity? Well, it impairs function. And we see this in every every organ, in every cell system. Uh, if the membranes are not maintained, uh, then there's functional damage and the cells go downhill or die uh, and they have to be replaced. And we also see this, uh, you were mentioning long COVID, in the context of uh, diseases which occur uh, after a primary onslaught. And so if somebody has... COVID due to the SARS-CoV-2 virus, for example, and they have acute signs and symptoms, often they'll find that after those pass and they seemingly recover, that they have uh, elements that uh, don't seem to be quite normal. They're, they're, they, have, they still have continuing problems, often for months or even years afterwards. And these can be uh, problems with their gut, for example, problems in the central nervous system with uh, memory and, and uh, other, other problems. And they could have respiratory problems and so on that can occur for long periods of time. And it really goes back to the barrier function of our membranes. So our membranes not only surround cells, but they're very important in things like the brain and the gut and the lungs and so on uh, as a barrier. And uh, if they're damaged, then that the barrier function can be damaged and can allow 
uh, toxic molecules into our system. And, and that's actually one of the things that happens during long COVID is the barrier function in the brain called the blood-brain barrier, and the barrier function of the gut, which is the epithelial barrier of the gut, these are damaged, and it allows the entry of uh, some nasty molecules and even uh, bacteria and viruses into our systems, which create a lot of the problem that's associated with things like long COVID. In fact, it is thought that there is something called the blood-brain barrier. The brain is exquisitely protected from toxicity because it's such an important organ. You can, uh, you know, Primitive man could ingest a poisonous plant uh, and get real sick and throw up. Uh, but fortunately, the brain was protected by the blood-brain barrier uh, and thus not uh, usually damaged. Uh, but um, in disease states, and in particular, one of the theories behind long COVID and other chronic conditions, chronic Lyme disease, uh, myalgic encephalitis, CFS, chronic fatigue syndrome, is that the, the blood-brain barrier is breached and some of these toxic byproducts of digestion or things that we take in or bacterial toxins, uh, endotoxins, cross into the brain and create havoc, right? That's exactly correct. But in fact, we have these barriers, as I mentioned, at, at several uh, parts of our system. We have the gut barrier, for example, the, to uh, isolate and not allow entry of things like pathogens from our gut into our system. We have uh, in our lungs, for example, we have an epithelial barrier there, which is there to protect us from the entry of airborne uh, toxins and substances and uh, bacteria and viruses and so on. So when these barriers are damaged, like the blood-brain barrier, the epithelial barrier of the lungs, or the epithelial barrier in the gut, uh, we can have entry of these toxic molecules, uh, viruses, uh, even bacteria into our system. And once they get in there, they're very difficult to get rid of. And so uh, that's one of the things we find with long COVID that is a major problem. And that's why we use as one of the the uh, supplements that we use for long COVID is anti-factor lipids to repair those barrier functions and to, to help restore uh, some of the homeostasis that's required in our systems. So just like uh, Chinese boxes, uh, the cells have uh, little organelles within them, and one of them is the mitochondria, uh, the mitochondria responsible for energy production, but also for a lot of regulatory functions in the body. Uh, we recently talked to Dr. Christopher Palmer, uh, who is uh, a psychiatrist, and he believes that many mental disorders are a matter of mitochondrial dysfunction. But are not the mitochondria themselves uh, enclosed in membranes? And is uh, nutritional support uh, plausible for restoring and optimizing mitochondrial function? Absolutely. In fact, this is one of the first things that we worked on with the anti-factor lipids was repair of the mitochondrial membranes because in fatiguing illnesses in particular, for example, uh, where there's loss of mitochondrial function, uh, we can restore that mitochondrial function uh, by replacing the damaged lipids in the membrane. And this restores the leakiness or the lack of leakiness that should be there in the mitochondrial membranes. And so the potential across the membrane can be maintained. So there's an electrical potential or electrical gradient across the mitochondrial membrane, uh, just like a battery. 
And if that the gradient can't be maintained, then uh, the battery, of course, runs down. And the same thing with your mitochondria. Your mitochondria run down, and you can't produce high-energy molecules like ATP. So that barrier function in the mitochondria is is important, just like we were talking about the gut and the brain and so on. So we have these barriers, uh, both the exterior of the cell and the, the plasma membrane or cell membrane, but also within the cell in the mitochondrial membranes and other membranes inside the cell, maintenance of that barrier function is extremely important for the electrical properties and chemical properties and, and the biochemical properties of, of the organelles and of the cell in general. So it's very important to maintain the cell membrane barriers, and that's one of the things that uh, we use anti-factor lipids for, is to maintain that barrier function. You know, and, and as befits a, a scientist of your caliber, uh, your paper is, is quite scholarly. I, I kind of uh, struggled a little bit to keep up with it because uh, my molecular bio- biology and uh, biochemistry uh, is a few years in the rearview mirror for me. But uh, I managed to hang on tenuously uh, to your arguments in there. But uh, how is it that uh, you arrived at the conclusions in your paper. Did you study patients with uh, long COVID, and did you look at certain characteristics that they shared in common? Absolutely. In fact, a lot of the signs and symptoms that are in common in long COVID are present, as you mentioned before, in other uh, diseases and conditions. And we know in, in those other conditions that we've looked at that mitochondrial function and membrane function in general, whether it's barrier function of the gut or the blood brain barrier or the mitochondrial uh, intermembrane. All these are extremely important, and if they're uh, run down or if they're damaged in any way, uh, this can result in a variety of different signs and symptoms, depending upon the organ that's involved or the organelle that's involved. So we see this over and over again in uh, biology and medicine, that that these membranes are so important, uh, not only for the electrical properties of the cells, but also their ability to move nutrients into the cells and uh, the ability to keep pathogens out of the cells and to keep certain chemicals out of cells. So we have to maintain this, this barrier, and we have to, where the barrier is damaged, we have to repair it. And that's where we were looking at mitochondrial function in general and looking at the uh, transmembrane potential of the inner membrane. So when we knew that that was being lost, uh, then those mitochondria couldn't generate ATP, the high-energy molecules necessary for cell life. So by restoring the membrane barrier, we were able to recover the transmembrane potential, and then the mitochondria could start making high-energy molecules again, and and the cells uh, recovered. And the signs and symptoms uh, severity went down, and people recovered in general from their conditions. Could, could this be like a, a unified theory of disease and even a unified theory of aging? Because uh, membrane dysfunction may be a common denominator for many downhill conditions, for uh, insulin resistance, diabetes, uh, for Alzheimer's disease, for the weakness and debilitation that occurs with aging, or in disease states. You know, we have a lot of baffling medical conditions, you know, chemically exposed individuals, uh, people who are like the Gulf War veterans who you treated. And we'll talk a little bit about your your work uh, uh, in the past dealing with some of these uh, forgotten uh, heroes of, of past wars who basically were rele- relegated to the trash heap of medicine. Um, could this actually account for a bewildering array of symptoms? 
Well, I think it accounts for a lot of it. It doesn't account for everything, but I think it accounts for a lot of the problems that we see in, in patients, particularly the chronic issues that patients have. Uh, so we know that uh, this is important, and we know that we have to recover uh, membrane vitality. Uh, otherwise, patients just do not recover. And uh, so this is an important part of, of what we do is devise new uh, types of supplements and therapies to, to help people recover from long-term illnesses. And so uh, membranes are incredibly important in that process, as well as the barriers that they represent as well. So I'm going to be a little bit the devil's advocate here because it may be, as you posit, that uh, changes in the composition of the membrane are associated with declines in function. Okay, you know, we I think that that can certainly be argued. But uh, has it been demonstrated or has your laboratory demonstrated that feeding people uh, a simple nutritional supplement? Uh, you know, I take it every day. I take a couple of scoops of, uh, of uh, NT factor uh, powder. Uh, I add it to a shake or I add it to uh, a drink, stir it up, drink it down, uh, that that uh, is bioavailable, that it actually gets, it's not broken down in the stomach by stomach acid or digestive enzymes. Uh, it can get into the bloodstream. It can then be transported to the cells. It can, can then be incorporated in the membranes. Is that uh, is that a, a step too far to assert that or is that something that you've observed? No, it's actually, uh, there have been studies done uh, on this to show that the components of the anti-factor lipids uh, are picked up very quickly uh, in the gut, and particularly in the small intestine, and transported, almost 100% transported uh, into our circulatory system uh, very quickly, by the way, compared to many other molecules. These are incredibly important molecules for our lives, and so we've evolved with a transport system to not only grab these important molecules and get them into our system, but to deliver them to, to various sites where they may be needed. And there's what I call a pole conveyor belt, uh, and I'm not the first one to, to talk about this, that uh, is present in our systems to pick up these molecules and deliver them to various uh, various sites in our tissues and in our organs. And then there's the reverse system to take the, the damaged molecules back out again. And that's why we call it a conveyor belt. So it not only brings in important molecules that, that, are, uh, that are structurally okay and haven't been damaged and bring them into our system, and they actually replace molecules that become damaged, mainly due to oxidative and free radical damage, which occurs during aging and any disease process. And we have to remove those molecules as well. We can't allow them to build up in the cell. But we've evolved the system where we can pull out those damaged molecules and transport them out again and deposit them back in the gastrointestinal system for export in our stool. So we have a whole system that we've evolved with uh, because these molecules are so important to bring them in and then take the damaged uh, molecules out and uh, remove them from our system. So uh, this is all just a natural part of our physiology. We're just making use of this when we give people the anti-factor lipids. And the reason we we go with the higher doses with people who are really sick is that it's a dose-given process. So the higher the dose, the more you can move out of the damaged molecules. And, it's, it's something we uh, call in we'll uh, chemistry, we call it mass mass action. Is you, you push exactly. a lot of substrate. Mass action is the more, right. is the more professional name for it. Right. Uh, conveyor belt is a simple way that right. so people can visualize this going on as a conveyor belt brings things in, but right. it also takes things out. 
but it's all driven by mass action, so it's concentration dependent. Right. So the the reason why we give fairly decent doses of the antifactor lipids is to get this whole process primed and get it moving into the cells and then to move out the molecules that are damaging or damaged or or toxic, for example. And maybe we'll get into that a little bit later, how we've used this to actually remove toxic molecules from people who've been damaged, for example, by by chemicals, hydrophobic chemicals in particular, like mm-hmm. petrochemicals. They've been damaged that way, and we can then slowly remove these chemicals from their systems. And there's a huge advantage to doing this slowly, although people don't like things that go slow. They want things to go fast. But it turns out if you're chemically damaged if you try and remove those right. damage you don't want to be flooded with toxins, toxins yeah your kidneys too shut quickly down. Yeah. you'll get incredibly sick yep. with chemical or toxin poisoning and to avoid that we use the antifactor lipids because they actually surround the toxic molecules and encapsulate it into these little lipid droplets and then uh, we remove these excess droplets out and they just go out in the in the gastrointestinal system and are removed in the stool so we naturally eliminate these things on a daily basis if we're given enough of it on the front end, if we take enough of, of these to get the whole system moving, to get the whole conveyor belt moving in the right direction. Are, are you excited? So this is see- a mass action process. Yeah, so you, you push the, the gradient. It's a familiar principle of chemistry is more is better uh, to you know, flood the zone sort of, with uh, the substrate that then can be taken up by the cell membrane and then replete uh, what's missing. Uh, are, Dr. Nicholson, are you excited by the fact that a lot of uh, progressive physicians uh, who deal on the front lines with chronic fatigue syndrome, with post-Lyme disease, uh, chemical toxicity, mold uh, exposure uh, disorders, uh, and now long covid uh, are embracing anti-factor. It is uh, a popular supplement. Well, the reason it's so popular, number one, it's effective, it works, and number two, it's incredibly safe. These are molecules which are in our cells already, so there's not something new. It's not a drug. It's just a natural replacement of the molecules that are already there. So that means it's incredibly safe, and that's why the FDA considers this grass, G-R-A-S, are generally regarded as safe. Uh, because these molecules not only are already there, there's never been a toxic dose that's uh, been uh, found uh, experimentally. So we can give people a ton of this, and they it, they don't show toxicity uh, because of it. So that safety issue, I think, is incredibly important because we we use this in children, for example, that have autistic spectrum disorders, to not only remove uh, chemicals from their system, but also to fight the toxic damage of some of the infections that they have, because they have, in general, chronic infections, as I published on this myself. So uh, giving them the antifactor lipids, which is incredibly safe, uh, and they actually like it because it makes stuff creamier that they mm-hmm. that they yep. eat, so you don't have to be coaxed to eat it. Right. Uh, yeah, it, it's, I, I, I might mention that, you know, when we put it in with, uh, you know, I'll put it in with, uh, I actually like to put it in with just plain seltzer, and it kind of foams up. And it has, it's got a little bit of a cream soda kind of consistency when you take it that way. That's one of the ways I like to take it. Of course, you put it into a shake, it'll, it'll give a little bit more body or mouthfeel to, uh, you know, a morning shake, you know, with whatever your favorite yeah, protein powder or can be juice. added to, Yeah. It can virtually be added to anything. And with children, for example, we use it in their applesauce or in their cereal or mm-hmm. yep. in some of the things they eat. And it's a, oh, 
odorless, colorless, tasteless powder that you put in, and it just makes things creamier because it's lipid, and it actually improves uh, the consistency of the pudding, for example, or the applesauce or the things that they eat. So they actually it makes them like it better. So, you know, you have a terrible time with autistic children to get them to take yeah. any kind of yeah. supplement or pill or anything. They just spit it out. This is one thing they, they actually like to take. Mm-hmm. And we've used these uh, chewable wafers, and they actually think they're kind of a candy because they're flavorful, although yeah. they don't have any calories. Yeah. They just have a, a flavor to them, a berry flavor to them. And then they're very creamy because they've got the anti-factor lipids in them. And so it's one of the uses that we have of the anti-factor lipids. Yeah, they're more and, like uh, uh, lozenges. They're kind of round discs. And, you know, when I go traveling, you know, I have a blender handy. Uh, that's the the way I take uh, my anti-factor uh, along with me. So, yeah, well, they're just the, the wafers are chewable. And so I just chew a few of these in the morning with my morning coffee, actually. But again, it's it's uh, can be put into anything. It can be put into baked goods. It can be put into puddings. It can be put into cereals. It can be put into drinks. It can be put into virtually anything that that you eat, and it won't change the flavor. It'll make it creamier, but it uh, other than that, it it doesn't change the smell or flavor, and that's very important because you know a lot of the drugs and things that you take are awful yep. tasting, uh, and so we have a hard time with children. To, to be compliant with this, but this is something that there's just no problem. They actually like it. Good stuff. All right, we're going to pause because uh, we got a lot more a lot more to talk about. We're going to talk a little bit about uh, your work with uh, chemically exposed uh, veterans. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, some new exciting information that uh, NT Factor not only is beneficial in its own right, but it also has uh, a synergy with other popular nutrients that people take. It Turns out it makes them more bioavailable. Uh, that's a new finding. Uh, you can find the NT Factor line of nutritional formulas at your favorite health food store or online retailer, or you can order direct by calling 800-982-9158, 800-982-9158, or simply go to ntfactor.com. They have a full range of products there, including uh the uh, lozenges that uh, we talk about, but also the anti-factor powder, uh, which is kind of the high test way to get anti-factor into you. Uh, we'll be back uh, with today's discussion with Dr. Garth Nicholson. I'm Dr. Ronald Hoffman, and this is the Intelligent Medicine Podcast. <laughs> 